and welcome to the Happy Yoga Podcast with me, your host, Joe Hutton. And in this podcast, we talk about all things yoga and all things to make your mind a happier place to live in. Let's get started. This episode is all about self-study as outlined by Patanjali in the Yoga Sutras. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, you need to go back and listen to the previous episodes, especially episode one and two, because then you'll be up to speed because I can't go over it in every episode. Otherwise, people will find that really boring. So this episode is all about self-study. And this is a really big one because it's not just the study of yourself. It's also the study of what is the self. So I assume this episode may at points be a little bit mind mind bending. I know that I find it a little bit mind bending when I start trying to think about what myself is. Uh, Strap in. I hope you enjoy it. As always, thank you so much for listening. So in the UK in 2022, which is the context of where I'm talking about all these things from because it's where I'm from. It's my context. So it's the only context that I can talk from. Our idea of what the self is, is still very linked to the idea of a soul. Now, even if you are not Christian, even if you don't believe in souls, the way that we talk about it, the way we kind of understand it is still really linked to the ideology around there being a non-changing soul. So what I mean by this is because we are historically a Christian nation and because a lot of the concepts of the way that we describe and understand the world come from that Christian lens, we're kind of led to believe that there is this essence inside us that is us. There is a real you, a never-changing you, that your job is to discover. And you see this messaging all the time. Find your true self. Follow your desires. Like you're a Russian doll, and if you peel back the layers, you will discover the authentic you exists inside you, and it's your job to kind of find it. And this does come from the Christian idea of there being like an essence, which is a soul. It's put into your human form it doesn't change and then when you die that still exists in that essence and it goes off and it goes off to heaven so there is this little thing inside you that is never changing which is yourself and the problem with that idea of the self is is that it it doesn't allow there to be any area for change and actually ourselves change all the time. So I'm sure that the version of you that is with your friends is very different to the version of you that is with your parents. And I don't know if anyone's had the experience of moving countries or moving cities or finding themselves in a completely different context and finding that the way that they behave and the way that they feel is is different depending on the context. So instead of this idea of there being this fixed self, I find it useful to think of the self as a ever-changing thing 
dependent on the con- on the context that we find ourselves in. If, because if you have this idea that there is an authentic self inside you and your job is to find it, what can happen is you can hold yourself back from opportunities or you can get upset or worried when you act outside of this box that you have put yourself in because you have decided that that is your authentic self. It kind of closes you off to discovering other elements of your personality and allowing yourself to change, which leaves the question, what is the self? So if the the self isn't this essence that needs to be found within us, then are our thoughts and our emotions our self, which is definitely how it feels a lot of the time. So let's do an experiment. I want you to close your eyes, unless you're driving. Don't close your eyes if you're driving. (laughs) I'm sure you wouldn't have done that anyway, but I'm just saying, don't close your eyes if you're driving. So if you're not driving and you're not doing anything important, close your eyes. And I want you to say the word hello to yourself in your head. Right, now when you said the word hello, you will have found that there was two parts of that. There was the part of your brain that said the word hello, and there was the part of the brain that heard the word hello. Now it's very easy to think when you're going through your life that you are the part of your brain that says the words. So if you imagine you're going through your day and you're really worried about something that's going to happen at work and your thoughts are going ticker, 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 ticker in your head, it's very easy to get lost in them and forget that there is also another part of your consciousness that listens and experiences. And in yoga, what we're trying to do is get in contact and get a connection with the part of ourselves that experiences and listens to the words hello that listens to the thoughts because quite often when you step back from your thoughts when you step back from your feelings they kind of lose their control over you because you can start to notice how much they aren't you so when I notice my thoughts when I'm going about my day I quite often will find that I don't agree with a lot of my thoughts they're just nonsense So your brain will be going, do this, do this, this is important, this is important, this is important. And when we get stuck in our brain, when we get lost in our thoughts, when we think that that's the the only part of us that exists, we think that that's the most important thing and we're kind of being pulled from place to place by our thoughts rather than when we sit back and we notice our thoughts then we're able to have a little bit of distance from them and then we can decide if we act on them or not. So it's like we're not controlled by the thoughts, we have some control over them, if that makes sense. We are not being led by our emotions and our thoughts, we are able to decide whether we act upon them. And it's not where we're going to be able to get to a point where we never get lost in our thoughts, ever, because... Why would we even want that? We're humans with human minds. Getting lost in thoughts is fun. But it's about being able to remember and to come back and have a little bit of perspective over your thoughts. And the more that we train to go between the two, the easier it will be to do that. And we actually do this all the time in life anyway. If you imagine that you are watching a television programme And first, when you sit and watch in the programme, you're very aware of the fact that you're sitting watching a programme. 
But if it's a good program, what will happen is that at some point you will forget that you're sitting watching it and you will be so engrossed with the story that that will be your reality. It will feel like you are in the drama on the stage or the, the drama on the screen. And then something will happen and you'll come back to yourself sitting on the sofa. And that's what I mean about the thoughts. So our thoughts become so engrossing that we forget that they aren't us. So instead of getting annoyed when you notice that you've been lost in your thoughts, congratulate yourself on noticing that you've been lost because that is the key. That is the the whole part of the meditation, because you're never going to get to a point where you never get lost in the thoughts. And we wouldn't want to, because we're human. And also we pick up other people's habits. So the people that we hang around with, the people that we spend the most time with, we will pick up their thoughts too, which sounds like a really strange thing to say. But if you live with somebody who always says a certain thing at a certain time, you will think that next time you see it. So an example might be if your mother always says that every time she drives down a road, she says, oh, that used to be the old cinema. The next time you drive down the road, you'll see it and you'll think, oh, that used to be the old cinema. And that's an example of a thought habit that doesn't really have any consequences. But this can happen with judgments as well. So we can get this people but we can also get it from society as well so if we live in a very judgmental society around women's bodies which we do (laughs) I'm using that as an example because it's a very prominent example we will internalize those messages as our own thoughts so we will have the thoughts even if we don't agree with them on a logical level So if we have lived in a society that tells us our whole lives that belly fat on a woman is unattractive, it is perfectly normal for us when we see it, belly fat on a woman, to immediately our first thought to be, oh, that's unattractive. Even if we actually don't believe that, what having this distance with our thoughts does is lets us see whether we agree with our thoughts and helps us build and get closer to the values that we actually have rather than like this knee-jerk and trained thought habit, which gives us an opportunity to change the landscape of our own minds. Because if we believe that our thoughts are us and they're always correct, then when we think something, we're going to think that's correct. And actually, a lot of the time, we don't think that. And if we examine it a little bit deeper, that's just a conditioning that we have from society. That's just a conditioning that we have from our family, maybe the culture. And if we give ourselves space to explore that, then we can come up with alternative ways that actually make us feel more comfortable and happier. And that is self-study. It's not this individualistic search for the authentic self. It's about understanding how we are built up. I would love to know your thoughts on that and I will see you in another episode soon. Bye. 
The Happy Yoga Podcast was brought to you by me, Joe Hutton. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and you're always welcome to join the community. So follow the link in the show notes if you want to be part of the community. Bye.